to episode 19 of She's a Super Geek, the actual play RPG podcast highlighting women as GMs. On today's episode, we finish our playthrough of Heroin from Ginger Goat Games with Phil and Chris of the Misdirected Mark podcast and Encoded Designs. When we last left our heroine summer, she was standing at the base of the giant ice stair with her two companions, Noir and General. Well, I think we made it. These do appear to be the giant steps. All right, let's just okay. get these nutcrackers moving. <laughs> well, they don't seem to be moving. Maybe we can just walk up the stairs. As you reach the first step, as you begin to approach it, they suddenly both clack their mouths together with just a like a clack of wood hitting wood. And they uh, they turn on their giant circular bases and they hop over in front of you. And one of them opens its mouth <laughs> and says, Who are you? Who dares to climb Her Majesty's staircase? So, so, Summers just kind of, kind of look at the look at them and, and look at her companions, and and she's gonna turn back to them and be like, us. Yes, good job, good yes, job. But, but who are you? Because we have orders from the Midnight Owl. Do not let anyone up the stairs. Except us? Except you? Except us. But who are you? We're the people the Midnight Owl is expecting. So this is going to be your challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you could, you could negotiate with them. You could try to get around them. You could do a number of things, right? To, uh, I feel like this would be a musical number. (laughs) (laughs) You, you, hush. (laughs) No more. So he's a bit of a fixer upper. So he's got a few flaws. (laughs) I think Uh, I'm going to cause more trouble. You're going to cause more trouble? Yes. I, I will. I will attempt to help. I will try to counter your right. your trouble. Okay, so tell my, me my how more trouble, trouble. My more trouble is I only know one thing about this situation, and I look at at Summer and I'm like, I only know one thing about what's going on here, and that you're lying. <laughs> well played. That's amazing. <laughs> That's the most amazing trouble ever. All right, I'm gonna wait to see how this goes before I make my move. Oh, I have to roll, okay. don't I? Yes. Let me roll. Yeah. Well, and Summer's not the most self-confident of people, so she may not have said it as confidently as I did. Huh. Oh, and I rolled a five. That's good. I can. So, add. what did you put? You put a minus two on that. Yes. Oh, and you get a seven. Math. The most exciting part of role-playing games. Math. So as soon as you say that, so say it again. I only know one thing about this situation, and that summer you're lying. And and I pop his head off of his body, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> lying about how excited you are to get to the top of the staircase, <laughs> right, General? Like hand clamped over your mouth, right, General? 
Exactly. <laughs> my body starts trying to grab my head back from you. <laughs> I'm like throwing it up in the air, running to the other side, catching it. <laughs> Give me back my head. What is going on here? Give me back my head. You're playing keep away with his own head. Don't Solo lose your away. head. And I'm helping. I'm like just taking it and like putting it to the uh, like holding it up <laughs> and like putting it to the other side of me for noir because I'm so much taller. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> very funny, very funny. So, um, so how are you going to resolve this challenge, Summer? I think we're going to take a chance. A chance. You, I will say, I'm going to throw this out there. You can use one of the other ones that you've used before again. You just can't use the same one twice in a row. Okay, so I can't be heroic again. Oh, I'm sorry. You can use it twice in a row, but you can't use it three times in a row. So you could be heroic again. You can also be successful again if you want to. Or you can take a chance. I feel like for the demonstration of the game and for the advancement of the plot, I want to take a chance. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm perfectly happy with this. Ah! So yeah, you you get a minus two from... (laughs) What did you just roll? A four? Uh, uh, well, she, she gets a plus two from from Phil, so it, that's a wash. I yeah, I shut him up just in. I shut him up just in time. Yeah, it's it's a it's a right, it's a, it's yeah, a yeah. zero so it's a total. Wash, so it's a six. Yeah, it's a bummer that it's still a six though. That's true. Okay, is there anything we can do to bump it or re-roll? No. Well, <laughs> Phil was Phil could. We could remember a way out of here. Yeah, you could remember a way out because you still yeah. have two points. He could remember a way out. You have a bucket of points, don't I you? can't spend it if I roll an eight or less. Oh. Yeah, he can't do anything. Oh, wait, I don't think you any of You could decide can. that you're the narrator. I, I will at the <laughs> end of the scene. That doesn't help you for the end of this scene. Oh, I could yeah, do I it. Yeah, I thought you might doing, be doing that. All right, so if you fail the take a chance, but before the narrator has the results, you can describe an escape route, a tool, or a hidden ally that allows the group... Okay. All right, um... Yes. I mean, I know what happens if you don't remember a way out. It's no, fine either way. I know way. what to do. So as it's all starting to go south for, for summer and, and they're not buying it, I reach into my hat and I pull out a um, broken, I pull out a broken racket. It's like partially broken. It's It was round, but it's now like kind of bent in. It's like almost heart shaped. And uh, I take a few uh, tennis balls. And I lob them at the trees full of full of icicles because everybody knows that those trees are valuable and the guards have to protect them just as much as they're supposed to block the staircase. So as soon as I do that, it sends them into a panic. They go they go leaping because they, they don't actually have separated legs. They go leaping after these tennis balls. And what happens is they um, they go they f- jump and fly and their mouths open, which means the flap goes up in the back. Right. And then they clamp down on the tennis balls midair and land and they, they manage to stop them from hurting the trees. But they're nowhere near the staircase now. Did I mention we, we should run? These guys do not have, as I said, articulated legs. So you can tell that they are not going to be able to follow you up the stairs. All right, let's let's go. Run, run, run. <laughs> guys, go. Um, how are you going I... to climb these? So next scene, how are you going to climb these four foot stairs? Just um, pushing yourself I up. I am going to do it like, what's his name on Arrested Development? 
What is his name? What is his character's name? He does an awkward theater role where he like pulls himself up backwards. So is you know it like he you know his butt's on the stage and then he like rolls awkwardly backwards. Yep. So I'm going to do that and then pick the pick the other two up. Okay. Well, I, I'm plastic and I'm light, so I just hold onto her leg while she's doing this. Yep. I'm scrambling. Like I'm trying to keep up. <laughs> Don't forget me. And then you me. pull out of your hat a pogo stick. <laughs> there you go. Sure, because it's ice, and that seems like a good idea. <laughs> seems like a terrible idea. <laughs> Chris, are you taking over the narration at this point? Yeah, this sure. Chance. Why not? I'll do that. <laughs> dun dun dun! I feel like I should hand you my notes, but I hope that you've been taking some. Oh, I have. I have enough notes. Don't forget the yodeling oracle. <laughs> you guys skip the yodeling oracle. We're, we're up the top of the stairs. We're still at the, go to the yodeling oracle. <laughs> we're, at, we're at the ice queen's palace. I just want to say that I, I put that yodeling oracle out there. I just, I tried. Like, <laughs> Look, it's it's on. Well, you, you got a goblin to yodel, so yes, I feel I, like I did. you succeeded. I mean, it's it's on the heroine to, to make that choice. That's the choice <laughs> that was placed before. All right. So you are at the top of the stairs. You've climbed several dozen of these and it was a it was a it was a difficult climb it's very cold up here too the wind is blowing a lot more dusk is perpetual the starlight is there this you can sort of see this the sun has just set with the the lights and now you're at this higher elevation and it's it's really really cold and this was a hard climb for you summer and you were a little uh, a little sweaty and the the wind is not doing you any favors so you're you're really cold but there's the doors are in front of you and they're huge and by huge i mean 20 feet tall and they're made of ice and the ice palace is right there and it is gigantic you can see that maybe if you climbed up top there's some windows up there that maybe you could get inside but the doors are closed and shut right there and it's it seems like it's all dark inside of the palace and it is a marvelous ice palace just if you could think taj mahal like it looks like that what do you do noir the thing is so cold <laughs> Noir, did you lick the door? It's it's really cold, man. Uh, I hold the uh, the baker's oven or the uh, what is it? Whatever that thing's called, easy bake oven. It, the easy. I hold the easy bake oven up to thaw his tongue oh, away from the door. I couldn't resist. Sorry, it's enormous. <laughs> Noir, do people come to court a lot? Um, well, I mean, not in a while. I mean, the owl doesn't really like people at court. It was really more of the queen who who liked people at the court. Um, I remind you, it's getting colder and colder. Is there a doorbell or a knocker? There is, but it's like 10 feet up. Hmm. Okay. Um, Noir, I'm going to boost you and you're going to knock and we'll see what happens. Right. Sounds like a, sounds like a good idea. Sounds like a lovely idea. <laughs> so I boost him up, but it's still not enough. So I kind of have to throw him. You, you do <laughs> I'm not sure I approve of this. <laughs> I don't approve of this. <laughs> so she throws you and I will pay one point to inflict an injury upon you. 
awesome. Oh, Thank he's going to be nasty. So, I feel like I grab the knocker uh-huh. and slam into the. Yeah, you are the knocker. Yeah. Not, not the knocker is the knocker. Yeah. So you grab it and, and <laughs> bang. bang like, yeah. oh, oh. And then you slide down. <laughs> smooth. <laughs> it's really smooth. And it, it even numbs the pain of slamming into it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's convenient. And then the door quietly creaks open. Okay, so that worked. As you look inside, it is a grand entryway. And there are ice, ice statues to the left and the right that are as, they're six feet tall that are of like those nutcrackers that you saw below. Standing there with their little uh, wooden, well, they would be wood if they weren't made of ice, but like the little guns that they have. And there's a row of ten of them going down to another smaller set of doors. And there's also stairs that go up to the, on, the, on the left and the right, all carved in ice. It is beautiful in here. It's a little warmer in here because there's not wind blowing around. So uh, you warm up a little bit. And that easy bake oven light provides a little bit of light and some warmth to this very dark, dark place. Okay. Summer, where should we go? I'm going to just jump in and say I'm assuming at this point, because we're fading general standard to the background, mm-hmm. he just got so cold his plastic doesn't move or bend anymore. Yes. So he's just like an actual stiffened up toy <laughs> well he's 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 attached to summer's leg as a stiffened right, up toy he's just frozen there <laughs> yeah just frozen there and summer assumes that once they once they either warm up or break the spell and it gets like all warm that he'll come back to life senda do you want to introduce a character here or are you waiting i'm waiting for a good spot to be in trouble actually okay so, um, I don't know. I didn't think this far. Um, I guess we just keep going. <laughs> so you're, you're starting to walk down the ice corridor. And as you do, you hear a crackling and a creaking from the left and the right. And you see that the, the frozen statues of the Nutcrackers, they start moving. But these ones have more mobility than the ones that you saw below. Their legs actually start moving and cracking and the ice starts chipping off of them. But they start moving towards you in a herky-jerky manner. Okay. Run. Yes, run, yeah. run. And, and this would uh, this would be the, the the challenge part because they are they are trying to halt you and stop you from getting to those doors. I'm gonna have to get in trouble. <laughs> yes, sorry, Emily. Phil doesn't have a choice, and I'm not there yet. Do you have to get in trouble? If I'm gonna get any, points, yeah, he doesn't have a point to spend. If I can be of help to you later, I have to get in trouble now. Fair enough. Okay, so what do you do to get in trouble? So, in order to get Summer away, since this thing's all ice, Mm -hmm. I push her. Like, I push her so she slides down the ice. Yeah. But in doing so, I don't run. And they surround me. Oh. Oh, wait. Does that that count? Because I'm not... Am I complicating it for her? You're not really complicating it for her. Though. No, I'm actually helping her. That would yes. be help. Mm-hmm. No. Um, no, I have to. Well, I mean, it's a moral complication. <laughs> it is that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Summer, would you stop and then go back for your friend? I have a proposition for a different getting in trouble moment. Yeah. That would be more in trouble. Sure. Noir, these these giant nutcrackers look even 
more cold and amazing to stick your tongue to than the door <laughs> did. Did I mention, by the way, that we goblins have a thing about sticking our tongue on ice? <laughs> it's kind of a thing. One cannot really judge the quality of ice until one has tasted it. <laughs> I need to see how fearsome these things are. So I go running up and I like tongue wagging. Ah. Twenty seven. Seven. That's not enough. <laughs> so I do get three drama points though. You do get three drama points. Yeah, you do. So Summer, you see Point Noir, he he goes and he licks ah, one of them and he's stuck to it again. Ah, so not only do you have to get him off of the the nut the frozen nutcracker, but then you have to get to the doors. This sounds like a time to be heroic. It sure does. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I rolled a ten. Nice. Yes. Minus 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 two. It's minus still an eight, two. but it still eight. works. Yay! So, um, clever, daring, or kind? Uh, I doubt an easy bake oven light bulb could be made into a blowtorch. Um, <laughs> that was my first go-to for some reason. So, so my grandmother played hockey. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really play hockey, but I, I mean, I played, you know, I played lake hockey with her. And so I see that one of the soldiers has a sword that is curved at the end. And um, I jump up as he as the soldier is like flexing his hand a little bit to grab the sword out of it and the sword is just about the size of a hockey stick and, and I find a loose large rock and I um, and I very quickly uh, do a, one of those slap shots so the rock goes flying and it hits uh, not noir in his tongue but just next to his tongue. Um, and so the ice cracks and he, um, he falls off. He falls off of the nutcracker. And so I very quickly using my uh, skating skills because the hall is also made of ice and I may not be on skates, but I'm, um, I'm not on very grippy shoes. I'm on pretty slippy shoes. And so I'm able to kind of like, scoot myself along really fast and pick Noir up. And um, I kind of twirl <laughs> and and find that there's a, a smaller door mm -hmm. that I quickly, that it's unlocked and I quickly go through it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's smaller and they can't follow you through there. And that's how you escape. Yes. That was amazing. <laughs> Goal. I just invented hockey for Icefall. Snowland. <laughs> Snowland. Snowland. Winterside. Oh, Winter whatever. <laughs> Winterside. <laughs> All right. So next chapter then. Next chapter. You find yourself in what looks to be a sitting room. It is actually cozy and with real furniture. There's mm -hmm. a fireplace there, but it is not lit. There are also books in a book in a bookshelf. Uh, everything here is sized for summer, if, or a normal sized person. And it's chilly, but it's not unbearably cold. 
and you do hear some banging on the door that you just walked through, but it's not like they're breaking through or anything like that. There is a, another door here that leads into another room that you're not sure where that goes. There's also um, a plate on one of the side tables, mm-hmm. and on that plate is uh, what looks like a little gingerbread girl, and she's flopping around kind of like a fish out of water because one of her legs has broken off and she's going and she just she doesn't seem to notice that anybody's come in but she's just flopping around and then she stops like she's exhausted and just lays there for a little while blinking her little frosting eyes at the ceiling um are are you okay (laughs) are you gonna eat me not if you scream okay i'll scream more no, 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 that's not what I meant. <laughs> are you are you okay? It it looks like your leg broke off. Yeah, my leg broke off. I can't reach it. It's all the way over there. I could just if if I could get some more frosting on, I'd be able to put it back, but I'm just scared that somebody's gonna come back and eat me before that happens and I can't reach it. It fell on the floor. Your delicious so leg. I will reach down. My No Noir? Just, it's just my leg. It's not delicious at all. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) So I will pick up the leg and I'll turn to Noir and I'll say, now, Noir, I bet you have some icing in your hat, don't you? Of course. That would be... Because what else do you put on fruitcake? Of course. I mean, polar bears are crazy. They don't ice their their fruitcakes. But uh, we goblins are pretty smart. I got... I've got some icing. <laughs> All right, so we but but but, but don't but don't get minor surgery. Wait, 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 don't don't get too crazy here. We've been walking for a while. We might be a little hungry. <laughs> Noir. I'm gonna admit the crying makes it sound less appetizing. He's gonna eat me. Don't let He's him not gonna me. eat you. Noir, remember what how we felt when we thought those goblins were going to eat us? Uh, that that was that was not 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 really good. Don't you think that's how this little gingerbread girl feels right now? I, I mean, I never really thought of you know gingerbread people having depth of feelings or anything. I mean, they're so two dimensional, flat. <laughs> I take offense at that. I mean, not in a bad way. I mean, just, you know, there's not much depth to You're making my frosting run. (laughs) That's Emily laughing, not Summer. (laughs) So Summer will, um, like, shake her hand. Is is the gingerbread girl able to, like, get up and walk when she's fixed her leg? Oh, did you reattach her leg? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hi, I'm Summer. This is Noir and Noir... Um, eat the rest of that frosting. Now, now that I can get behind. I lick the, I just yeah. lick the or, plate. Or not, not all of it. Save about a quarter in case, just in case we find another fruitcake. Hmm. Mm. Good thinking, Summer. The little gingerbread girl shakes your pointer finger <laughs> with her non-fingered hand. Um, I'm Sarah Lee. Thank you for putting my, thank you for putting my leg back on. Well, no problem, Sarah Lee. How long have you been here? Well, I, I don't know, actually. You know, it's been a while. I'm, I'm getting a little stale. 
Don't tell anyone. Well, I guess it's hard growing up everywhere. <laughs> as you as you say that, the you, the doors that that not the doors to the hallway, but the door other door that was in here, it opens and a cold sort of burst of wind uh, flows through and then it settles for a second and then another burst of wind flows through and then it settles for a second. What is that? It's so scary. Sarah Lee hides behind your hand. Um, I'm going to put Sarah Lee on my shoulder. Yeah, okay, she hides behind your hair. <laughs> Fair enough. Clutching your ear tightly. I was about to say ow, but you're gingerbread, mm-hmm. so not ow. Weird sensation of being gripped by gingerbread. <laughs> um, then you hear the low bass rumble of a... What the hell was that? He's coming. Oh. Who's coming, Sara Lee? Um, so let's hide. Where can we hide? Uh, uh, there's there's chairs in here, there's, but there's not really anywhere to hide. You go back out into the hallway. Me and the gingerbread girl are kind of small. We can hide, but you're not so small, Summer. Like, maybe some curtains? Man, if you guys weren't so small, I would think you were body shaming me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clutching your ear while I stand on your shoulder. (laughs) Well, you said the door flew open? Yes. As if the wind gusts blew it open. I quickly slide behind the door. So I'm between the door and the wall. Then you hear a voice that says, Come forth. I don't think that's... (laughs) I think he knows we're here. Uh, I guess we don't have much of a choice. I'm so scared. All right. If you, I'll go if you go. Okay. Don't go in there. Why? Just don't go in there. It's really scary and I'm on your shoulder. But uh, we have to talk to the Midnight Owl. He knows what's going on. I don't think he's a very nice person. Well, I don't see another plot action happening, so <laughs> I don't know anymore. Yeah. Um, well, you could you could go back out into the hallway. The banging has stopped. Right. Brave and heroic decisions. Brave and heroic decisions. All right. We. I. I will walk through the door, assuming Noir is on my That's heels, it. and my guess is he's not. I'm with you. Oh, cool. Are you still walking in front of her backwards? Uh, no, 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 because, you know, the voice is coming from the front, so I'm uh, I'm right next to her. Like, without making a big deal of it, kind of holding her pant leg as as we walk in. <laughs> so you went to a hallway, and the hallway... General's around the other pant leg. <laughs> yeah. You went to a hallway, and the hallway hooks to the right where the door is open at the end of that hall also. That looks like it would probably go into the in through the doors that you were trying to run through before when the nutcrack, frozen nutcrackers were trying to waylay you mm-hmm. so you make your way into that space and it is a throne room there is a crystal ice throne that you can see through on a die on a dais there are it is sort of a half circle that that comes out with seven steps that come down and the ice here is even colored in different uh, colors of like purples and blues each step a different color until it gets to the bottom where it is more of a prismatic ice that is that is there it's very pretty Almost fairy-like. It is 
dusk in here. Like the, the windows in the back show the skyline because it is, it's like a big circular stained glass type window, but made out of stained ice, stained ice window. Yes. But sitting atop the throne and larger than any of you and larger than even the nutcrackers that you saw before is a midnight black owl with yellow eyes. Just like the general said. (laughs) He looks down at you and he says to you, Visitor, if you wish, I will help you get home. Right, that's what we're here for. But owls don't eat gingerbread. (laughs) Um, sir, sire, midnight owl person <laughs> esquire <laughs> junior nice, nice touch <laughs> Good way to, um, way to cover your bases are you the ruler of this land i am now Mm-mm. do you know what happened to the ice queen i do where would you list- be willing to share with the class <laughs> i have given you a choice you can stay here and face my wrath, or I can show you the way home. Hmm. What if we just left your palace? You may, if you wish to. I will not stop you. No, Summer, we came here so you could go, so you could get home. You should go home. But if you but, leave my palace, you will never find your way home. Um, but Noir, if... If I go home without finding out what happened to the Ice Queen, you could be in perpetual dusk forever. And pe- you and the other goblins will, might starve. People will keep eating me. I mean, yeah. if you do go, you gotta leave the gingerbread girl. Don't, don't <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I get your point, but... But... I mean... <laughs> Don't you want to go home? Mr. Owl. Sorry, I'm really trying to, I'm trying to be serious and not ask you how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop. No, I didn't think of that. Three. (laughs) One. One. Three. Um, Mr. Owl. Are you the one who's made it always dusk here? I have. <gasps> it's true. Now, first of all, that's very impressive. Um, that you have the kind of power to control weather and the sun and stuff like that. But why? Because it makes me happy. Well, it's not making us too happy. He bristles his feathers at you. Uh-oh. I kind of I run like run around behind Summer's leg. I'm just saying <laughs> it wouldn't it would be nice to see the sun again. Some of us are hungry, but I am always full. I feel like you're making my point, not yours. <laughs> Girl, do you wish to go home or would you like to see my dungeons? Noir I I just can't leave you guys like this. Then we better think of something fast, because I, I don't I don't think he's gonna I don't think he's gonna deal with this for much longer. And this is where I will spend the two points to you to have the antagonist enter the scene. 
which means I can split you if I want to, which I will, and I will throw, uh, I will throw you all in the dungeons like this. As you say that, Noir. Wait a minute, is the owl not the antagonist? Yeah, the an- owl is totally the antagonist. I hadn't spent the oh, points okay. to do the thing yet, but the owl is the antagonist. He, <laughs> the owl, stretches out his wings, which are dark, the color of of night, which blocks out the windows, and everything goes dark, and you feel yourself falling or fading or just not in your body anymore for a second. It's very strange. And then when you awaken, you're in a cell of crystal all around you, bars. And your friends are are here and there around you, but they're in different cells. All right, I'm going to try to say something. Sure. Can uh, my friends hear me? Are they awake? Yes. And can they hear Everyone's me? awake. Everyone can hear you. And there are, uh, there's another person in a, in a cell near you, too. It is a woman who looks tired and confused and is sort of wandering around. And when she sees you, she's like, oh. And then she looks confused and tired oh. again. Um, okay, everybody are all, all, all right? Yeah, Noir? I'm over here. Sarah? I'm, 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 I'm uh, over here, but I, it's, um, um, help. General? And she waits a minute, then she looks down at her like, and so she's like, okay, General's still with us, at least. <laughs> um, she will, like, walk, she'll, like, walk or crawl over to the side of her jail cell that's closest to this other woman, and she's gonna go, hi, I'm Summer, are you the Ice Queen? She looks at you as if she recognizes the name for a moment, and then she gets this blank look on her face, and she's like, I, I don't know, I'm not sure. It's very confusing. Do you know who you are? Uh, sometimes I think I do, but not right now, but maybe in a moment. Uh, my name is Natalie, I think, or maybe not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm really not sure. Well, I like Natalie. That's a nice name. Okay. I'll... I'll call you Natalie, whether or not it's your name. You can always tell me to call you something else if you remember. Oh, oh, okay. Who? And then she stops when she says who, and she gets really scared and sits back on the ground and starts wondering for, for a moment, like she freaks out. And then she gets back up and she starts looking around again, like she doesn't know where she is. Are you all right? Oh, uh, y- yes, Maybe. Oh. oh no, Summer will slowly turn towards Noir and Sarah and go, she has alnesia. <laughs> I'm not even sure that's a word, but I get what you're saying. That's terrible. I don't know what you mean. Look, I tink, tink, tink. That's, that's, that's the ice queen. I don't know what's wrong with her, though. I don't either, um, but it seems like the Midnight Owl has some really pad- the Midnight Owl has some really powerful mojo happening. I don't know if it's, like, magic, or maybe he just bashed her on the head really good, but, um, I I think that there's more to this story than meets the eye. You hear her mumbling now. She seems to be mumbling something about- about a clock and a feather and a, and a broken gear. What? 
A clock? Hmm. It strikes 12 and then moves on and then there's a gear with a feather in it. Need to pull the feather. I need to pull the... What was I... Oh, uh, it's a clock. 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 And she just does that for a while. I think she's talking about a clock. (laughs) Okay. uh, Summer will kind of tap on the wall and be like, Natalie? What? Summer. She stops. She stops saying the clock after that. And she's like... Natalie. Summer. where Where is the clock? Summer. Summer, I know where the clock is. Awesome, Sarah. Where's the clock? (laughs) There is a kitchen in the palace where I was baked. It's a big kitchen. Well, I mean, it's big to me. I think it's big to you, too. I'm not really sure. I don't know. It's hard for me to tell scale. You're so big. It's like, just don't eat me. Okay, I'm calm. And um, if you go out through the kitchen, and I think it leads to the backside of the palace, then all the way up the wall on the very, very top of the tallest tower on the spire, there's a big clock. Don't you think that that would be the clock that she's talking about? Is that the only clock you know of in the palace? Well, I mean, admittedly, I've only been into the the one room where they were trying to eat me, and the kitchen where I was baked, so I really don't know, but we went out back for a little bit, and then we came back in, because we had to cool, but... That's the only clock I've ever seen. I was baked once, but it wasn't in a kitchen. (laughs) Oh, no. So here's the challenge. Uh, Summer doesn't get that. (laughs) Um, She doesn't understand that uh, that reference. Although Emily appreciates it. So here's the challenge, which is getting out of your cages. How do you get out of your cages? I know what to do. How do you get us all out of our cages? heroin (laughs) um i feel like being successful would be a great thing to do right now i want to help um can i roll and see Mm. what it is before i figure out what i do uh no i don't think so (laughs) i think you have to pick one and then you roll after everybody decides if they're helping or not and how they're helping these are oh are these these are like little like these are like little crystal cages suspended in the air they they... sure are now yeah that's what i was envisioning (laughs) they're just crystal are they hanging what are they hanging from uh hooks and hooks on the ceiling and if you run to one side (laughs) yes if i learned anything from which (laughs) (laughs) it's don't trust the fairy it's don't trust the fairy, but also uh, you can swing those kinds of things. You certainly can. So, um, so Summer thinks about the podcasts she listens to, <laughs> and she remembers this one podcast that features women that highlights women as GMs. Wait, wait, I I gotta get in trouble. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Oh, okay. I will tell you how I get in trouble. Carry on. Um, and she remembers this episode <laughs> that involved somebody else being in a cage and them swinging and, and the, the cage sort of breaking and them getting free. How, but how far of a fall is it? <laughs> is my next question. Well, you think if you swing, well, you're going to be successful if you're going to be successful, right? Yeah. So it's not far enough. But where- I don't know that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's part of, I know you don't know that. So it's like, it's only like seven feet down. Okay. I mean, if you smash the crystal cage into the wall, it might be a little higher than that. And then, of course, there's crystal shards here and there, but. And 
then there's also people who are much smaller than me. That's we're, true. We're, and a woman who has alnesia. 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 Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up. I'm not sure what kind of people these are made for, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna jump and land. Is does it seem pretty sturdy, or does it seem like if I landed really hard, it might like yank my my thing out of the ceiling? You think if you did that three or four more times, it'd probably yank it right out of the ceiling, or you might just break the bottom of the crystal cage. I'm gonna do that, and then um, what I uh, then I'm not sure what else I'm gonna do because my idea is to break pieces of the other cages off for Sarah and Noir because they don't necessarily need to have the entire thing broken. Um, and I don't know, guys. Maybe we should leave Natalie here. Like she's at least safe. I guess, yeah. But you know. Well, and she doesn't really know much. I mean, kind of knows stuff. But maybe she's but maybe she'll be helpful when the feather comes out. Maybe she'll remember who she is when time starts moving again. Yeah. That's a good point, Sarah. Alright, so I'm going to Oh, ha! I know. I look around and I see um there are Five of these sort of crystal cells or hangers or whatever. Yes. Um, and there is a series of five levers on the far wall, <laughs> conveniently marked. They certainly are. And so I would like to put myself at risk and, uh, you know, break mine open and, you know, fall as gracefully as possible. Um, and then, uh, go and let the other ones down with the lever. That seems like a very good plan. So why don't you roll those dice? Okay. Hey! Very nice. I got a 10. Oh, I'm sorry. Senda, were you causing trouble? Yeah, I'm getting in trouble, but I think all I'm really doing is I'm not helping at all. I've, like, retreated to the corner of my little crystal cage, and I'm basically having a panic attack because Sarah Lee is... She's she's not at all brave. Well, you're gonna. She's a terrified little thing. You're going to succeed regardless, uh, Summer, mm-hmm. of what Senda rolls. So Senda, you should roll anyway to see if you get three or two or three points. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Wait, I have to roll again. I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. There you go. I that's got an, eleven. You did get an eleven? That means you get two, and you don't hinder anything. Yay! <laughs> so you're not doing anything doesn't hurt the right. situation in any way, shape, or form. As you break through the bottom of the, the... I think you get to narrate it, don't you? Sure. All right, so uh, I I jump up and come back down, and the you know I look up and I see that the the hook is starting to to come out, and and I and I do it once more, and there's a part of me that's really really worried. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know how long this fall is. She's not necessarily afraid of heights, but this is a little bit different because the floor is made of ice and she's in crystal. And she doesn't know if the crystal is going to cut her up, but she um, she kind of just jumps again. 
<laughs> and comes down hard. Uh, and but instead of breaking through the uh, the ice, she um, put, has put enough weight on the bottom that it flips open from a hinge that she didn't see before. So she falls to the ground, but she doesn't have to worry about getting cut up by the crystals. There you go. And then you proceed to go and grab the levers and let everybody out. Yep. And the levers let them down slowly. <laughs> you did it. And then opens up the... Yay! Hey, um, Natalie, <laughs> do you want to... You don't want to come with us? What? Sure she does. Huh? What? Huh? We're going for a walk. Okay. You'll love it. Um. Oh, oh, I'm down. Oh. oh. Yeah, it's okay, Sarah. Oh. It's okay. Oh. When did that? How did you? I, oh. I made a brave and heroic decision. <laughs> Summer, you take Frady Cookie with you. I'll keep an eye. I'll I'll keep an eye on. Uh, I'll keep an eye on Natalie. A white goblin. Interesting. I've never seen one before like you. Hey, in a few minutes, you'll see me again for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is that is the ever. end of the chapter, and we are moving on to the yeah. the last chapter, the the concluding chapter or the conclusion. Sorry, I'm really excited. <laughs> Chris, I'm terrified that you don't have enough points to... To do stuff? Yeah. I don't think I need to do anything. I think you guys just need to finish the story. Finish the story. It's true. You mean the antagonist is not going to make another appearance as we attempt to finish the story? Well, I don't have any points to have him make an appearance. I guess we better both help the heroine so that you have points. Maybe his his downfall... Maybe the owl's downfall is pride. Like, he thinks he's dealt with you. And that's it. That's all he needs to do. He doesn't actually think that we'll we are smart enough to get out. That is uh that is quite possible. So here's the uh here's the setting of the scene. I I assume you guys are making your way to the tower. Yes. Somehow, yes. All right. Wait for me, my legs are very small. I pick up Sarah and put her back on my shoulder. <laughs> Put Frady Cookie up. It's there. okay, so, Sarah. It's it's so tall from up here. here. Here's the setting of the scene. It's it starts right after you leave the 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 dungeon. You leave the dungeon and you realize you're out in the lower level of the palace once again in that grand hallway. It was a door that you guys came out of. Folks came out of that was out of one of the other side passages. And there are the stairs that that go up on the sides. And there's the the doors in the back and. Those nutcrackers are there again, and they start doing that crickety-crack thing again. Mm. Which I assume you run past them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I picture me kind of half sliding, half running, half sliding, and Sarah, like, hanging on to my hair, and but, like, her, like, she's kind of flying, yeah, but she's flying hanging on to my hair. Yep. Crying. <laughs> yes. Totally not licking one of these again. Totally not doing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good noir, you're learning. <laughs> and and uh, where do you guys go? Up the stairs, I assume. Yeah, up the stairs. Up yeah. the stairs. If we have to go to the highest room in the tallest tower, you do, in fact. we need to go up. So you're making your way up, up, up the stairs. And as you're making your way up the stairs, there is. The, the pathway is pretty pretty obvious which we have to go there's there's a, a door that goes to the, you're pretty sure what is of what is the tower but there 
on the on the chandelier, the frozen over chandelier that's in the middle of this grand hall, there's like a flock of owls sitting on it, and they take off and they start flying towards you. And they are very quick and they are very fast. The, the choices, I, I suppose it's like you could you could go the way that you're that you're trying to go to that door that goes up into the tower, but it the, the owls will probably get there and cut you off and maybe cause you a problem. Or you can try to take the long way around, but that might take longer and cause you more trouble. Or Or Noir. Yes. <laughs> Do you have another fruit cake? I don't. You gave it away. You don't have a second fruit cake that we could throw at these owls for them to eat? I'm looking at my count here. I only have a point. You have a point. <laughs> I have a point. I have not a, two, though. I, uh. I, well, this isn't I a challenge. A, this, is summer. A, this is just a uh, choice. Oh. Summer. Summer. Yeah, but whatever we do here applies to the challenge if we do it beforehand. That's true. Here, here. I break off a corner of my skirt. And I crumble it into, like, crumbs. And I funnel it into your hand. Throw that at them. Then they'll then they'll go eat that. It's just... No, just throw it at them. It's fine. Just throw it at them. It's just my Cause, dress. Because everybody knows that owls can't resist gingerbread. No, that's why it's very scary being in the palace with a giant owl. <laughs> Fair enough, Sarah. All right, so um, I will um, find a place where I can kind of scatter the crumbs that are maybe down on the floor near the uh, um, near the nutcrackers. Yes. So that the owls, which are flying around, and I assume there's a and so the owls like start nose diving towards the gingerbread crumbs, ignoring the gingerbread lady. It's the because I when you break it apart, her when you break it apart, it releases the scent. Yeah, like sharks and blood. And I yeah, I've hidden her. She's hiding. Between my sweaters. And and then you make your way up through the door, because they do. They just go down there. They start eating that. You make your way through the door. You, you run up the up the stairs, and there's a bridge that, that goes into open air across the way to the tower with the clock in it. And as you start making your way across that bridge, the owl alights on the other end of the bridge in front of the doorway, because I have two points now. Thanks, Senda. You're welcome. <laughs> it had to happen. We had to have the confrontation. Uh oh. Come to a skidding halt on the bridge. All right. So yeah, we we're all sort of running, and then we sort of do the Scooby Doo <laughs> stop. <laughs> yeah. Except for me, I'm between your sweaters. So when the owl lights on the bridge, it looks at you with its yellow eyes. It's like, girl, I told you that this would be my land, my dusk eternal dusk and since i spent two points i can uh split you guys up so what i what it what the owl does is it flicks one wing and the gust of wind blows noir off the side of the bridge and he goes tumbling into space then it flips its other wing and poor sarah goes tumbling off your shoulder into space the other way and then you're left there on the bridge all by yourself with poor natalie who doesn't know what who's cowering behind you You totally suck, owl. And of course, <laughs> of course, your challenge is to get by him. You still get, um, you still get the bonus from me helping earlier. 
Absolutely. And Phil, you can still help even though that you're just split up. You just have to come up with a reason of a how. Yep. Yep. I'm looking. <laughs> oh. I know what to do. As I'm falling off, as I fall off the bridge, I, 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 I look at I look at I look at Summer and I'm like, listen, kid, you can do this. Just do what the general would do. <laughs> That's amazing. That's pretty good. Because <laughs> if there's one thing this owl wouldn't be expecting, <laughs> it's a full frontal charge. charge. <laughs> and so Summer like takes a deep breath in and she like just launches herself down this um, down this bridge. Are you being heroic or are you being successful? I know it's the final, but I feel like I'm being heroic. I, I feel like you're being heroic, too. Um, and the, the goal being to not necessarily to hurt the owl, but to either just get maybe because the owl is so big. Like, I feel like if I got right up in his face, I could like easily slip behind him because he's so big. He, he, it's not like he can. It's not like he has hands to grab me. It's true. And to, to if I can get to that clock before he takes me out, like then that'll hopefully bring Natalie back to herself. It'll at least um, make him sleepy when night comes. And you get you get plus three from us. We're being helpful. <laughs> okay. And I totally just noticed that the bottom of the companion sheet says, "Hoggle, what have you done?" Which is amazing. So, am I rolling? Yes. So, so what is the failure? I don't know what the failure state for being heroic is. Uh, the failure for being heroic. She's still heroic, but she um, tries she, whatever she's trying to do. She does it heroically, but she fails. So here's here's what happens. I got you. You run at this owl full full bore. And when you when you hit it where you would think you would hit it or go go after it to, to swat at it or whatever you go right through it unexpectedly because it's actually not really there because it's not as big as it looks. And as you do that, the illusion disperses and it's actually a much smaller owl that's just sort of hovering in the air. But you pitch over a little bit and you tumble and slam into the door and are now ha and go in through the door into the clock tower, which has an open space. And now you're hanging there by your hand, but you succeed you're you're very heroic at it. It was a very heroic action. And the owl was like, uh-oh. <laughs> um, can I add a detail? Sure. Um, so the clock um, would normally be ticking, but e when tick clocks are, you know, they're, if they're jammed, they still kind of try to tick. And so this is a clock that echoes throughout the entire thing. So I'm hearing the entire time a Uh, which just causes everybody's anxiety to rise. <laughs> and as you're hanging there by your hand in this open space, you see the feather. Not quite that big. Not as big as the, the uh, Midnight Owl because the Midnight Owl wasn't nearly as big as we thought, all thought it was. And it's there just stuck in between a couple of gears. Pretty close to where you could grab at it. Could I grab at it with without endangering myself of a large fall? Mm, that's the that's the tricky part right yeah. there. 
Ah. Is that the challenge? Well, we just had a challenge. Do we have another chapter? Right. Is that how this goes? Can we can we do a, a, a very, very last chapter? Sure. Yeah, I think so. All right. That's a really dangerous grab, but that would fix everything if you grabbed it before the owl got its companions together, because you think you might hear the flock of owls coming back after having devoured all the gingerbread crumbs. Oh, no, and, and Sarah you, fell. Yeah, you know that I'm lying in the middle of the courtyard. Dun, dun, dun. And part of you probably broke off. Mm-hmm. So that is the challenge. Well, Summer just thinks to herself, like, I'll, I'll never be able to, to do that. Like, I'm never able to do anything right. So you have a flashback to um, Sarah being on your shoulder ten minutes ago. <laughs> 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 and she's And she's saying... Wow, you are the most helpful person. You seem to do everything just right. Look how well my leg is back on. You, in similar flashback, you um, have your eyes closed as you're uh, rocketing down the hill on the sled. And you can hear uh, Noir telling you, like, you're doing great, kid. You're doing great. Just, just keep doing what you're doing. Just you're believe in yourself. You can do this. By the way, you see this all as like the feather is like in your vision and they're like little little pictures of your mind like to your left and then to your right. <laughs> yep. And Summer will take uh she'll she'll take a moment to take a deep breath. Um and she will try to reach out and 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 grab it. Grab will, at that feather. Will you be successful? <laughs> I'm I'm thinking I might choose to be successful. Be successful. <laughs> yes. And regardless of if I do it sort of heroically or childish childlike, it'll still work. Yes. Alright, so can I roll? Yes. Alright, I rolled a six. Plus three is a nine. Plus three is a nine. So I succeed with style. <laughs> or not, maybe not with all the style in the world. Um, but so um, I picture, I picture Summer sort of stealing herself, you know, all of these things. Um, and as she, she has to like get herself swinging, you know, kind of a little bit. And she has to let go of the ledge and with both of her hands in order to try and get the feather. And there are echoes of, of Sarah and Noir and the general, um, you know, all those really positive self-affirming uh, echoes. And she reaches out with one hand to grab the feather and it brushes like her fingertips brush it, but it doesn't pull it out. But then her other hand wildly grabs and like bear, like grabs um, the base of the feather and pulls out the majority of it so that the, the gears start working, but summer is falling. Um, and so the, the last frame is of her falling, uh, falling down uh, with the feather in her left hand. Uh, and of course, it's slowly as the as the uh, the affirmations get s- it softer and softer, and her, the screen fades to black. 
and little pieces of snow follow you down, sparkling as they go. All right. So that is uh, now we have to move on to the conclusion, I guess, right? We do have to move on to the conclusion, which I believe that Phil actually gets to do because he has the fewest drama points. That is true. Oh, okay. And so, Phil, when you do the conclusion, it's the companion's conclusion, which means that none of the magic is going to follow some are back to the the world, her real world. But you're going to summarize the state of the other world basically as as we as she leaves. Um and then you're going to re- uh, you're going to narrate her return to the regular world and then Emily you're going to narrate one final conflict where you use what you learned in Snowland to resolve your real world problems. All right. So the last thing we see, the last thing we see is um, summer falling. And when the scene opens, um, it is sunny again. And, and the sun now um, shines down on the giant ice castle. And uh, as impressive as the ice castle looked in eternal dusk, uh, with the sun high in the sky, the castle is absolutely radiant. And, and it just, it, it, just amplifies the light all around. And Natalie, who is now the ice queen, um, because the clock has restarted and she has regained who she is, um, is standing there with summer and off to the side. Um, there are a few things. There is first a block of ice with an owl <laughs> stuck in it. <laughs> Um, and the Damn owl looks great. That's what she would do. <laughs> it looks mostly terrified, but it's just a block of ice now. Um, there is Noir, who is uh, a bit busted up, but um, has now been uh, healed. And that healing came from the Ice Queen. So he's it looks frostbitten. He looks frostbitten in spots, but it'll actually just go away and heal. Um, and uh, Sarah has been uh, reassembled. Because the end of that fall was was not pretty. Um, And so now she's like a patchwork of icing. Yeah, Yeah. there's like lines of icing all over her. But she's now (laughs) uh, back together. Um, And so the um, the ice queen is thanks you, Summer. Thank you so much. You have uh, restored. You have restored not only me, uh, but you have uh, restored this kingdom and and it even feels like just slightly warmer now like with the palace you know in its full radiant glory everything feels a bit warmer and you are welcome to stay here you uh you have you have done this land a great service and summer if you wish to stay you may reside here in in the court and we'll grant you space in the castle and uh you can spend your days here and we would welcome you. Well, I am very tempted, Your Majesty. But if I've learned, if I've learned something um, in my time here, 
And hey, by the way, what do you actually call this place? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're the Snow Queen. You get to actually, you're the Ice Queen. You actually get to uh, to decide what it's called, right? Oh, now I need a name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look completely different. <laughs> oh. oh no. Well, Everfrost. This is the land of Everfrost. The land of Everfrost. That's a great name. <laughs> But if one, there's one thing that my journey through the land of Everfrost has taught me, it's that it's that travel and adventure go hand in hand. And it's the people you surround yourself with make the journey worth taking. And that when you're with people who truly care about you, you find that confidence that they see in you. So I think I have to go back. I understand. I I feel that you have always been journeying with people who believe in you. And I think if you look carefully, you will you will see that they they are with you. And I am happy to send you back to your to your world. And where you uh wind up that area is thin. The border between this world and that world is thin. You are always welcome to return. Well, that sounds amazing. With that, she awesome. uh, raises her hand and a swirl of ice forms on the ground and, and rises up into an elaborate arch, a portal. And it fills in and you actually see the playground where you started. Mm-hmm. And it's evening. So time has passed. It's evening. Yeah, it's evening. The, so, the lights are on, you know, on the street and uh, the playground's empty. But um, it, it is no, it is not winter. It is clearly uh, autumn on the other side of the right. portal. Does my sweater have both of its arms? <laughs> no, you're still missing the, still missing the <laughs> arm of your sweater. I will kind of sit up and, and look around and then I'll I'll kind of hold my head and 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 think like, oh my god, what just happened? And then I'll look at my sweater and see that an arm's missing. Um and it's a moment of like it's a moment of this this actually happened. This wasn't some sort of crazy fever dream or, or something like unless somebody mugged me and took a single arm of my <laughs> sweater. Uh, so she'll take another look around just to see if Nikki's still there uh, or is there at all. And she doesn't see him. So she will walk back towards the house. And it's fairly obvious that her parents figured out that she wasn't there because there's a police car pulled up in front of the house and uh, there seems to be two police officers taking sort of notes from from uh, her, her mother and father and uh, as she she walks up um, they 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 both you know run to her and say oh my god Summer we were so worried about you and and, and go on and, and of course they you know thank the police and they leave and um, once once inside the house um, her her mom says, oh, Summer, you know, you could have caught your death out in this just ice cold dusk. And Summer just kind of looks at her mom and says, you know, winter's not the worst thing that can happen. 
That was fun. It was it's fun to pass the narration like really fully around, like not share it a little bit, like, here guys, now it's yours. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah, why I didn't fun. actually plan a story. So just really quickly before we stop recording so we have it on, um, if our audience would like to get more from you guys, where could they find you? So if you want to listen to us talk about gaming advice and gaming, game mastering tips and gaming in general, you can check out the Misdirector Mark podcast and the other fine shows on Misdirector Mark Productions. Where we broadcast live Tuesdays at 845 Eastern. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you don't catch us on the live show, you can pick up the podcast at with our RSS feed, which they come out on Wednesdays or Thursdays, one of those two days somewhere in there. And Phil, what about the other stuff that we do? Uh, you can also find uh, the stuff that we're doing on encodeddesigns.com. And uh, you can check out some of the uh, stuff that we've already done. We have uh, the character cache on Patreon. Yep. Uh, where each month we pair up uh, a character write-up with some fantastic artwork mm-hmm. that the community helps direct. And uh, you can also find some of the other fine stuff we've done, like Part-Time Gods of Fate. Yes. enjoyed episode 19 of she's a super geek if you liked what you heard please consider leaving us a review on itunes or on stitcher every review really does help new people find the show and we truly appreciate it if you'd like to connect with us we're most active on twitter at sas geek podcast or you can find other ways to check us out on tumblr facebook and across the web on our website sasgeek.com Heroin is written by Josh Jordan of Ginger Goat Games. You can find more of his games on DriveThruRPG or the link in our show notes. You can find more of Chris and Phil on MisdirectedMark.com or EncodedDesigns.com. Or check out their character cache on Patreon. Our theme song is Rock and Roll Play Baby by Kieran Strange. Find more fantastic music, merchandise, and tour dates on her website, KieranStrange.com, or follow her on Twitter at Kieran Strange for news and updates. See you in two weeks for our next adventure. She's a rock.